You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real pain. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more info about PCLB and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PCLasVegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. I want us to take a good look. Somebody say a good look. And I want you to take a good look at the child. Okay? In this scene here, the most important thing is the child. So let's take time out from our busyness of our Christmas season and what we have plans today and what we're going to do tonight and what we're going to do tomorrow. If we can take time out, hopefully you already got your Christmas done and That's all done, and you can take a deep breath and relax. And now I want you to stop at the window, and I want you to look in and look at the child. Amen? And I want you to see what I see. See, when the baby was born, he was given the name Jesus. In Luke chapter 1, 31, the New Living Translation says like this, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. If you go to Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 1, 21, it says this, And she will have a son, and you, are, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus comes from the Greek word Jeshua which in the English means Joshua. In the Hebrew, it means Yahweh, which means salvation. Actually, how many know that Jesus has several more names? And if you really want to understand all of Jesus, somebody say all of Jesus. If you really want to understand all of Jesus and what he wants to do in your life, you have to understand the names. The names that he received over 700 years before his birth. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says this, For a child was born to us. A son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. And I want to focus on two of those names today. So I want us to focus on mighty God. Somebody say mighty God and eternal Father. Say that with me. Mighty God and eternal Father. I want you to leave with these two names of an understanding that if you understand these two names today, and there are, like I said, many other names, that you'll get an understanding of what Jesus wants to do in your life. Come on, let's look at the mighty God today. How many know that God is a mighty God? Come on. God is not a weak God. Can somebody say amen? Come on. He's, he's mighty. Come on. He's stronger 
Come on, he's bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than all those things. Anything that scares you, my God is bigger. Can somebody say amen? Come on, is it all right that I start to preach now? Come on, it's time to go into the manger, amen, and I want you to look into the manger. See, when we read the story of a child that was born unto us, when you look at the son that was given to us, you know what I see? I see power. Come on, somebody. Somebody say power. Come on. You see, the word mighty means strength in battle. Come on, it means prevailing over the toughest situations. Uh, Come on, that's the kind of power that God wants to give you this Christmas. How many want some power in this place? Come on, we, we need some power. But if we can really be honest this morning... When you look into the window, uh, when you look at that picture of a baby, amen. Uh, come on, uh, you don't, do you picture power when you look at a baby? Come on, maybe baby powder, but not baby power, amen, right? Come on, when we look at it and we don't see that, we don't notice that, amen. Uh, but when I picture uh, power, you know, when I picture power, I don't know about you, but I, I picture a military force. Come on, bunch of tanks. I mean, that's some military power. That's some strength right there. When I picture power, amen, I picture this, amen. I don't know if you remember this scene, amen, but this is power to me, amen, hallelujah. Remember Bo Jackson? Look at that. Let me, let me tell you. Boom, that's power right there. That is power. Come on, somebody. Come on, that is power, amen. When I look at power, I, I think of Bo Jackson running over bars in Seattle, say, man, that's power. Come on, you can t- go ahead and take that off, amen. You didn't see the power? <laughs> see, I, I look at electrical power. I look at mechanical power. I look at, you know, these type of things. When I look at power, amen, I, I don't, when I look at a baby, I don't see power. Are you following me? But I want you to see what I see. See, there's all kinds of other things that that can be thought as power, amen. Things that can move things that have power. You have the power to make a difference, amen. But when it comes to power, we don't think of a baby. Amen? But the greatest power that has ever come into this world was laying in that manger. New strength was born to the world at Christmas. Listen, new strength to win the toughest battles that you'll ever face, church. Come on. With Jesus, you have power. Somebody say power. Come on, to break through those things that come against you that you can run them over just like Bo Jackson. What we need is some Bo Jackson Christians. Amen. Come on, that you know what? Everyone's saying you can't be stopped, that you know what? You can't stop Jesus, amen. Because when Jesus is inside of you, amen, you can run over any type of devils, amen, any kind of demons that come against you because you got Jesus inside you, amen. That wonder-working power to push through the toughest situations. You can overcome anything, somebody say anything, through Christ. 
Come on, the Bible says it's greater is he uh, that is in you, uh, that he that's in this world, amen. If he be for us, uh, who can come against us, church? Uh, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, amen. And so if Jesus is in you, you can run over your opposition. See, the devil comes and says, you can't do this. Everyone was talking about, you know what, the boss is going to stop you, Bo. But how many know that Bo knows? (laughs) If he would never got hurt on that playoff game, Against Cincinnati, and I was at that game, church, and I witnessed the last run of Bo Jackson personally. He would have been the greatest running back ever. Forever. (laughs) And that dude would only work part-time and still run his 1,000 yards. That's power, church. But see, the devil comes at us the same way. And says, you can't succeed. You can't go past me. You can't go past that. But you can with the power. Can somebody say amen? The question is, what's the toughest battle that you're facing right now? Is it a relational battle? Is it a situation of not turning out the way you want type of battle? Come on, is it the temptation that keeps getting the best of you? You want to say no, but you say yes. Hello. Come on, somebody. Be honest. Come on. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. for. Come on. Somebody say hello. Man, I got a a guy at work, amen, from New York, amen. That's how he greets his customer. Hello. He's just a loud dude, amen. I say he'd be the best greeter at my church. Hello. (laughs) Come on, amen. Uh, What is the the greatest battle that you're facing Right now. Can, can you see that battle? Can you see that, that opposition that's coming against you? Well, right there in the manger, God says, I want to make my power available to you. See, this manger scene, is, or it's not an emotional story that we talk about during Christmas. It's all about God's power for our lives. See, when I look in the manger, when I look in the window, uh, when I see the child church, uh, I see power. Do you see what I see? You got to understand, you're going you're gonna to have to look through my eyes this morning if you really want to get something. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, with God's power working in us, God can do much, much more than anything we can ask or imagine. Come on, it says much, much, much more. Not even, not even one much, not even two, three muches. <laughs> Come on. For some of us, amen, he'll give you even a fourth one. Come on, somebody. See, with God, he's a big God, so you can say my God can do much, 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 much more than I can ever ask or imagine. Because he's that, that's my God, amen. Come on, you got to look at your God, not as a much God, but a much, much more God. And so it says there with God working, his power, this same power that we're looking at in the window coming inside of us, God can do so much inside our lives 
that we can ever ask or ever imagine. That's the kind of power I'm talking about today. That much, much more power. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, there's hope for you. <laughs> Come on. Come on, you can turn that yes that you're giving to, to no, I'm not doing it no more. Did you hear that? Come on, you can turn, amen, that yes to a no. That all the time that you're giving into, uh, that, that thing that you feel weak at, amen, God can give you the power to say, no, devil, not this time. I like the shirt that we had. Not today, devil. Not today, devil. Not today, Satan. You're not going to have your way today. No, no, no. Not today. Why? Because you have power inside of you. Come on, somebody. It's a greater power than your relational battle that you're facing. It's a greater power, amen, than your toughest situations or that temptation that keeps getting the best of you. God's power can be released in your life. Listen, even to the point, amen, where you feel the weakest like a baby. Are you understanding now? See, God's power is available for you and I this Christmas. See, there's a gift under the cross today for you that has your name to give you power. Come on. Pino, you look, and it's going to say the fourth. That, that power is for you, not for daddy. That's my power, dad. See, we get confused. It's Fino, Fino, and we scratch off the other side. Junior, whoever, man, no, no. It's, it, we go like this, we cover it. It's mine. Don't say the fourth. It's... There's a gift for you. Anna, there's a gift right here that says, Anna, I'm going to give you power today. Power to overcome the situation that you're facing right now. Power to overcome whatever battle's going on. Nothing's greater. If you have my power in you, God says, I can give you power to overcome. Come on, you won't be overwhelmed, amen. You'll be an overcomer because my power lies in you. Come on, you got to find your gift this morning. You got to look, church, uh, at your gift, amen. Whatever your name, shout out your name right now. Come on, shout out your name again. Your name's up here. And it's for you. And God wants to give you power. It's available. So as we stop, listen, from the busyness of life, as we stop and, and stop, stop focusing on the problems, stop focusing on all the things that are going on in your life, if we can stop right now, church, and look in the manger, take time out from your busyness and look into the window, look into that manger today, church, as we see the child that was born unto us. The son that was given to us. As we look upon Jesus this morning, I'm here to let you know you're seeing power. The question is, how do we connect to God's power? I believe that everyone here has cell phones, right? Anybody have? Pretty much everybody, right? Even uh, probably some of the kids over there have some cell phones. <laughs> In order to power up, you have to what? got to charge it up. For some of you guys, you got to charge it up like five times a day. I got a guy at work, amen, who is constantly on his phone, and he's always at 1%. No matter what, you tell him, let me see your phone anytime during the day, 1%. I mean, I don't know how he can live with that. I mean, he's always charging it up. He's always doing these things, amen. You know what? You have to charge it up in order to keep it powered up. 
You guys go past your, 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 your 1%? You ever, ever, ever just die on you and say, ah? I mean, you can check my phone anytime, and it's probably never lower than 50. It really isn't. <laughs> this, this is not my life. <laughs> but well, when it comes to, come on, it can't, you can't just come to church once a week. And stay charged up. You can't just pray once in a while, amen, or read the word uh, once a week. And, and you need to get powered up, church. Uh, it only happens when you plug in uh, into Jesus. Come on, somebody. See, as we stay connected to him, uh, as we start to talk to him uh, throughout the day, amen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be long conversations, amen. Uh, come on, it can just be, God, uh, I need you to help me on this one here. Uh, God, I need some wisdom right here. Uh, God, uh, I'm not sure what to do right here. Uh, and sometimes, you know, we got to take times, moments to say, God, thank you. Seems like the only time we call out to God is when we need something. And say, to, to stay powered up, amen, and plugged in, simply you're going to have a, a heart of thanksgiving as well and say, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, Father, uh, for all that you give me. Thank you, Lord, uh, for everything that you are to me. See, when you stay connected out the day, as you stay charged, amen, uh, you will experience the much, much more power that he wants to give you. God, great power for your life. These Christians, you're working on 1% power. Come on, somebody. Come on. Will the one percenters stand? No. <laughs> show, me your, show me your life. Amen. <laughs> no, I'm saying. We got, I, don't, I don't know how Christians can survive with one percent. I really, like I said, I don't know how guys can get it down to one percent on their phones. You got to stay plugged in. See, the only time we come to God is when we're running down low, 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 and finally plug in and say, God, I need something. <laughs> and usually when we're plugging in is when we want something. We're not looking for the power. We're looking for some juice. <laughs> we, just, we just want something for us instead of being powered up and say, man, my light's on. See, some of you guys don't want to drain your power, so you put a low light. Hello. Come on. And sometimes I look at some phones, I say, what are you looking at? I can't even see that. Man, put, let your light shine, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Let your light shine, amen. What are you, secret Christian? Uh, no, I'm not a Christian. No wonder you're not, you're not lit up. <laughs> I said, power up, man. Come on. Don't, don't, don't go. go. Look, at, look at my screen. How bright that thing is. Man, I put this on, man. I can go through darkness. I can go through whatever. Man, when it's dark, I just go, boom. I, my, my light shines, amen. Especially when she comes on. Woo! Watch out. Woo! Watch out. Man. My light comes on, that light comes on, she's on there. Like, Woo! What am I complaining about? Look what I'm going home to. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Me, come on. Why are you so dark? 
Why, why are we keeping the power down? Because you're afraid that you have to go back into the book and get juiced up? That you're just trying to live on the sermon that was preached a month ago? Come on, we're just living on the past and we, we don't want to do anymore, man. I'm, I'm powered up. I'm going to keep it going. Let me just keep it all right here. Colossians chapter 1, verse 11 says, God will strengthen you with his own great power so that you will not give up when trouble comes, but you'll be patient. Come on, somebody. You know what people say? Don't pray for patience because you'll be tested. But can I tell you something? It's going to come either way, church, so better pray. <laughs> Just pray. Just pray, church. See, we think sometimes our greatest experience of God's power is when we do something great for the kingdom of God and everyone sees it. But I believe that our greatest experience of God's power is displayed in our weakness. Just like in the weakness of the baby we see in the window. It's when we keep pressing forward and we don't give up. Come on, that's the greatest power, experience of God's power, that when I am weak, then I am I think that's the greatest display of God's power. Not if you come up here and preach the greatest sermon. Not if you do something big that everyone sees or reports of what you did. No, I believe in your weakest moments when you keep going and you keep trusting and say, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. I'm going to keep on pressing on no matter what. That's when the greatest power of God displays in your life. The greatest experience of God's power is just to be patient. Or say, wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Some, I know some of you guys say, man, I've been waiting. But you got to wait, church. Some of us, we miss the greatest blessings because we're impatient. And God's teaching you something. And you're staying there and you're trusting God. Okay, I'm going to listen to Pastor. I'm going to listen to the Word of God. I'm going to listen to all this stuff. And all of a sudden you go, oh, and it's right there, man. You used to have to wait a little bit more, man. But you just like blew it. You ever blew it? Just blow it, man. You just, man. Ooh, look what I was going to give you. But no, you're bad. Your, your kids ever get mad? Like, oh, man, I'm going to give them this. Look, look. Next Christmas now. Oh, man. You were doing good all week and you blow. it takes sometimes that one time to blow at church where you lose it. I don't know about you, but when it comes to being impatient, it's easy. <laughs> Hello, come on. Come on, it's easy to be impatient. It's easy just to just tell somebody off. That's the easy part. You know what the hard part is? Not doing it. <laughs> that when you're weak and you want to tell somebody something, amen, that's when you need the power of God to say, no, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and you walk away, amen. Come on, you need to, come on. You ever felt like, ah, <laughs> you come up with words that you don't even know, man. You're like, nah, yeah. Come on, come on. You wives are good at this, this word, amen. Come on, they won't say something, but they, it's usually us dummies that blow it here. 
We need some of God's power. Come on. Men say amen. Amen. But when God gives me, uh, come on, the strength to be patient, amen, uh, he's the one that gives me the patience uh, through that tough situation. Uh, Come on, when you do that, when you're at your weakest and you rely on God, that's when the power of God shows up, church. See, God wants to give you power and strength this Christmas. Do you see what I see? Come on, take time out from your busyness right now. Some of you guys are even thinking uh, right now, somewhere else, focus on the child. Come on, we're going through, the, we're going through life, amen. And God says, just, just, take, just stop right here and take a look. I know you got things to do. I know that life is busy. But right now, for just a moment, do you see what I see? Look at the child. You know what else I see in that manger? Not only do I see power, but I see glory. Somebody say glory. Come on. The glory of God came into this world at Christmas. Come on, that's what's in the manger today, church. Uh, Exodus 15, 11 says, uh, who is like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. Come on, who is like the Lord? Come on, there is no one like him, amen. He's holy, he's majestic, he's, he's awesome. That's the glory of God, church. Now, come on, now. you know what? It would have been cool to be there present to see the Red Sea being split in half. It would have been cool to see the pillar of fire that led the Israelites out of the desert, amen. But to actually see, come on, cool to see, actually see the, the glory of God. But can I tell you today, the Bible says that in all creation, we see the glory of God. You can see it in a clear night when you see all the stars in the night there, amen. You can see the wonders in the skies above. Listen, I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but people say it's an awesome wonder. That, my friends, is the glory of God. What happened in the Old Testament is wonderful, church. Seeing the stars at night is awesome. But what happened at Christmas and what happened that day is more powerful. Come on, God came into the world, amen. And there is more glory in that manger than a thousand red seas being split. Come on, it's better than a million stars in the sky. God came into this world at Christmas as a child. And when I look at the child, I look at the father, and I see power and glory. Do you see what I see? Just like the manger in that mall church, we get so busy at life, and it's easy for us to miss the power and the glory. It's easy for us to get so focused on the gifts And what to buy and the busyness of all that Christmas is right now, the world, how the world celebrates it. There's nothing wrong with these things, church. Don't get me wrong. But we miss the true meaning of Christmas. Of a mighty God, full of glory, full of power in the manger. Hebrews chapter 1, 3 says, God's sun shines out. With God's glory. And all of God's son, all of that God's son is and does marks him as God. The New Century Version puts it like this. The sun reflects the glory of God and shows exactly what God is like. 
Listen, Jesus is God. You guys understand that? Jesus is God, amen. Church, in what area in your life do you need God to be God? Do you see the power in the manger? Do you see the glory in the manger? Church, do you see what I see? Last thing real quickly. He's eternal. You see, there's hope today in that manger. See, a lot of people have a lot of different ideas when it comes to hope. I hope I win the lottery. I hope I will hit megabucks. Come on, I, I hope I can make more money, amen. I, I hope the stock market goes up, amen. I, I hope I get that job. I, I hope he falls in love with me. I hope the Raiders make it to the Super Bowl. That's my hope. It's a long hope. It's a long shot, but it's my hope. I mean, there's a lot of kinds of hopes, amen. Uh, but here's the real deal when it comes to hope. If you put your hope in things that go up and down like a stock market, guess what happens to your hope? It goes up and down, amen. Come on, it's not going to last, church. But if you put your hope in something that's eternal, Brother Derek, help me out. Well, <laughs> Woo, that was a Christmas one, amen. <laughs> Come on. When you put something in the eternal that's eternal, then your hope, church, doesn't go up and down. Your hope is eternal as well, church. Come on. Are you following me this morning? I'm here to let you know that hope came into the world during Christmas, amen. Hope is more than a wish. And I hope this happens. I hope that happens. No, our hope is for sure. It's an eternal salvation, amen, eternal Savior. This is for real, for real. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, in New Century Version, it says, the yes to all of God's promises are in Christ. Jesus came into the world on Christmas. He came saying yes to all of God's promises. You know there's over 7,000 promises for you and I? Oh, come on. Count the way. Count your promises, church. Come on. He came, when he came to the world, he said yes to them. God's promises are to rescue us and bring salvation. Romans chapter 5, 3 to 4 says this. That we have the joy. Somebody say the joy. Come on, we have joy in our troubles. I know that some of you guys say, man, I don't have joy in my troubles. But listen, it says we have joy in our troubles because we know that these troubles produce patience. And patience produces character. And character produces what? Hope. See, he came. You, and when I look into the manger, I see Hope, I see something eternal for you and I, church. Uh, listen, uh, come on, don't let those temporary circumstances uh, steal your eternal hope from you. Guys, that face that she made you made at you when you did something dumb, it's temporary. Don't make it eternal. Ladies. When you go and look in the mirror and say, wow, look how beautiful I am. It's temporary. <laughs> I'm just playing. But it's true. 
But Jesus offers an eternal hope, church. Amen. That means it goes forever. Come on, somebody. You know, all this is not going to last. <laughs> it's not going to last. My wife was looking at me, and I was laying on the couch. He goes, man, you're getting viejito now. Because I was all just shrunken up. <laughs> I, was, I, was laying, I was laying down. She took a look at me, and he goes, and then she tells me, I don't want you to die. <laughs> I said, like, what happened? Did the doctors call or what? <laughs> but she seen me like, you know. The looks are going. <laughs> no. I'm going like this all the way to the grave. Amen. <laughs> all the way. Amen. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to have my long hair. Amen. <laughs> that's, my, that's my desire. I'm going to have long hair in heaven, man. It's going to be cool. I'm going to rock it. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's a mighty God, church. He's a good father. Can somebody say amen? He is eternal and he's our father. Do you see what I see? See, I want you to know something else, what I see in that manger. I see love. Come on, somebody. It's been a banner that's been hanging in our wall all year, but God's reminding us of his love. You know, no one has seen him, but if we love one another, he completes us. Come on. He lives inside of us and he completes us, church. That's what love does. When I look inside that manger, not only do I see the power and the glory and the eternal and the hope, but I see love. I see love in that place, amen. See, you know what else? You know, love is a word that, that the world uses lightly. I love ice cream. I love my car. I love that dress. I love my Raiders. I love in and out Animal style. Come on now. Now you're talking, Pastor. Come on. Now you say, now you're talking. But the love in the manger church is a sacrificial love. It's a love that the father of a father in that manger, don't miss that this Christmas. That God loves you. Come on, when you feel that no one loves you or no one cares about, I'm here to let you know that my papa in heaven loves you and he cares about you. Come on, he loves you. Come on, he loves you. Your picture's on his refrigerator. That's my baby right there. You see my baby? That's my son. Come on. He has you on his refrigerator. Amen. He loves you. Amen. Even when you think no one else does, he loves you, church. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world uh, that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him uh, may not be lost but have eternal life. That's how much God loves you, church. Romans chapter 8.39 says this, nothing uh, in all creation uh, will be able to separate you uh, from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. When this love came to us, nothing can separate us from that. Nothing can separate it. All you can do is forfeit it. But he still loves you. His love for you will never stop. Even when you say yeses to your noes. 
doesn't like it. We have a choice, but he still loves you. He still died for you. You know, human love can let you down. Come on, somebody. Don't look at them right now. But God's love will never let you down. Listen, to enjoy this love from God, you have to accept him into your life. You've got to accept the child before you can accept the son. You've got to understand what Christmas is all about, church. Like I said, like that song sang during, Chris, uh, during the offering, we would not have Christmas with, if it wasn't for him. This is where it starts. This is where faith starts, church, is when you take time and you look into that manger and start to look at a child that came to give you power, a child that came to show you his glory, a child that came to be eternal and give you hope, a child that came to give you love. See, if you really take time out from your Christmas season, and we only have up to tomorrow, church, on this. But something that we should keep in our minds always is to always take time and say, you know what? This Christmas, I'm going to look into the manger. Not going to focus on the king that presented gifts to him. And though that's an important factor in all this, church. See, we can focus on this and we can focus on Joseph. We can focus on Mary, the chosen one from God. And we miss the child. And when you miss the child, you miss Christmas. Not only just looking at the baby, so, oh, he's cute. No, no. There's power there. There's eternity there. There's hope there. There's glory there. There's love there. That's what you got to look at this Christmas. I'm going to end with this story real here and get you guys out of here. Back in L.A., there's a, there's a place called, in Long Beach, called Shoreline Village. And Shoreline Village is a, is a place where there's a lot of restaurants. My wife and I will go there after service or with some friends and walk around the pier that they have there and, and uh, go to the restaurants there and eat. And they have little ice cream things and all kinds of neat things out, out there. And then during the 4th of July, they, they, they do a firework show where people sit on the rocks by the water and you see the fireworks, and there's a boat parade, and I mean, it's pretty cool. Well, one time during Christmas time, there was a, there was a, there was things going on there. It's decorated during Christmas as well, but there was this big party boat, a bunch of, you know, big, big party boat, and people are just partying there, and you can tell they're drinking and doing all kinds of crazy things. I don't know, who knows what they're doing, amen, but they're all partying, and that, on, the, on the boat, as this boat is going across the the, the, the waters there, amen, at the back of the boat was a little lifeboat with Santa. And so it was going, and the Santa boat was just in the back, just going, as they're partying, you got Santa in the back, just, just going like this. And I was looking at that, and I was like, wow, that's, that's really a parable of life. We're in our party boats doing what we want, and we have Jesus just close enough just in case we need something from him that we can pull him in. And then when everything's fine, we let him go back into the little boat and we go on with our life. Sometimes we do that. We just keep Jesus close enough 
when we need something. And we think we can just do what we want, and so he comes and he fixes our things like he always does. And then when things are fixed, we kind of say, I, I don't need you no more, but I don't want you to go far. I'll hook you on, but you can't be on my party boat because then you're going to see what I do. Let's not do that this year, church. Let's live the way we need to live. Let's just live the way we need to live. That, that shoreline village right there, there's a picture of that. Beautiful scene, but when I looked at that, I said, man, God, that, is that what we do to you sometimes? We're on our boat doing our thing, and, but we have you close enough to save us when we need saving. Pull him into your boat, church, and let him live with you. Won't you party with Jesus? It's a lot better than doing what you're doing. We've got to pull him into our, our lives, church, and say, God, I want you part of my life. You know, I was reading a, not reading, but hearing a, a jam, an old jam from Gladys Knight that hits Georgia. And it says, you know what? I'd rather live in your world than without you in mine. I don't know about you, but I can't live without Jesus. I can't live without him. Come on. I'd rather live in your world than without you in mine. Let's all stand. song on your